On average, it takes 9 to 15 years of untreated illness to be diagnosed with and treated for a primary immunodeficiency. Recent studies estimate that 70 to 90% of those with PI do not yet have a diagnosis. You're listening to Undiagnosed, an Immune Deficiency Foundation podcast. These are the true stories of the harrowing journey to diagnosis. For the sake of privacy, participants in this program will appear with full or partial anonymity. A cut on the roof of your mouth. A step in a shallow puddle during a game of backyard football. Potting soil beneath your fingernails. Occurrences like these are, at worst, minor inconveniences for most of the world. However, they can lead to weeks or months of agony for some. This reality is made even harsher for someone who finds profound joy in the simplicity of growing flowers from tilled earth. Someone like Shane, who has to take extreme caution when performing the most calming of hobbies. People don't know that I garden. My gardening is a risk to me. Safety, well, especially if I'm digging in the dirt, the mask and the gloves. Um, When I'm cutting, and and my garden's not the traditional garden. We have some hibiscus rows. We have a row of orchids. And so it's more flowery. I don't have to do a lot, which is a nice thing. If I'm putting new plantings in, then yeah, I'm covering up my hands. I'm covering up my face. I'm I'm doing the right things. But if I go out and I just need to snip some bushes, I may not put my mask on. I'll have my gloves on. I'm also hand snipping and not using an electric snipper. So a little less dust that way. It's something I love to do. I try to be as careful as possible, but am I a perfect patient? Not in any way. If you ever got the chance to talk to Shane, you'd likely never think of him as a person who suffered intense trauma. Aside from his gardening, he has a disarming smile, drinks from novelty coffee mugs, has a collection of graphic novels, loves watching old black and white movies, and works as a creative director in the publishing industry. Shane is a person who refuses to think of himself as a victim, though, as you'll soon learn, he'd be well within his rights to do so. This is his story. Shane was born in the small town of Oniko, Connecticut. According to his mother, the first sign something was wrong was Shane's persistent crying for the first nine months of his life. The crying continued when he was put on soy-based formula and only stopped when given regular milk. As he got older, Shane and his siblings were active kids, always on the move. He would regularly trek through the woods to his grandmother's house, often running high fevers that he simply continued to play through. At the age of four, however, Shane experienced the first of countless traumatizing medical episodes, many of which he could only remember through a haze. Um, I used to run fevers. I'd be running around playing with my brother and sister, and she'd check me, and I'd have 101, 102 fever wouldn't bother me i'd just be i'd just play so there there were some early infections though 
that had testing been what it is now might have caught back then. One of those issues we had when I was a toddler, about four years old, was um, I got a cut inside my mouth. And from that, I got fistulas in my mouth and somehow in my rectum. So that led to back at that time, it was either a 30 day or a six weeks course of shots mm-hmm. in my butt. And, uh, you know, I remember the shots part. I just couldn't remember why. Um, so that was some of my earlier childhood. Then at age seven, an infection forced him to have a gland surgically removed from his left leg. To this day, no one in his family knows where the infection started. Shane explains that this has often been the case throughout his life. With infections occurring at such a high frequency, it can be difficult to spend time thinking of the cause when faced with the effect. At 12, Shane's first lung biopsy left a scar in the shape of a smiley face on his chest. He was diagnosed with limited Wegener's granulomatosis, also known as granulomatosis with polyangitis. This is a rare condition that causes inflammation of the blood vessels. The lead-up to this diagnosis was a traumatic one for a child, involving a myriad of unpleasant and failed tests for a diagnosis that would eventually prove to be incorrect. Leading up to the thoracotomy, my first lung biopsy, they had tried several other tests. So bad experiences, good experiences, kind of traumatic experiences. Um, Tried to do bronchoscopy because they were trying to get into the upper left lobe the tools kept falling back. So failed test. Um, The next test before that was uh, numbing around the left lobe while awake and basically a horse needle into the lung to try and grab samples. You know, they tried to avoid cutting me open at all costs, (laughs) but in the end had to do that. While Shane's childhood was riddled with occurrences such as these, which are unfortunately common among young people with PI, he points to one notable exception in his experience, which had a profound and positive impact on the way he received care. His mother was a fierce, unwavering advocate for him. I do feel we were getting the attention we deserved, and that is because my mother was my best advocate. She did not just take blanket answers. she would push and push and push to the point that she was educating the other parents on the ward that they needed to ask these questions and those questions needed to be answered so that they understood what was going on with their kid. Didn't matter what was wrong with the kid, but that they needed to advocate. So that's one of the best lessons I learned from it. Because of advocating and learning that at a young age, when I was at Shands, one of the best experiences we had was the um, head, I believe was the head of pulmonology and the head of pathology brought me down with my mom and took 30 minutes of their time to explain my slides to me. That, That is a great experience. And you get to see what they're looking at inside your body. So that, that by far is one of the best and most memorable experiences. Bad experiences, yes, they've happened. Try to just, you know, block those out because there's better ones that have happened. But with or without an advocate, 
If you have a condition like Shane's, the slightest of accidents can bring about unexpected and devastating consequences. At the age of 15, Shane went into a field near his home to play football with friends in the cool air that follows a pop-up rainstorm in Florida. The result was a fight for his very life. When I was 15, um, you know, knowing I got infections and being a kid, went and played football after a nice rainstorm in a muddy field and got a cut. <laughs> Infection spread to both my legs, uh, mainly my left leg. And from that, we ended, we started a five-week stint in the hospital with uh, heavy antibiotics and a roller coaster of a ride. Were they able to identify the bacteria or the... the... I, I wasn't concerned. It was more just about yeah. staying alive. Um, so, right. and they may have. What it turned into was... Um, basically little pizzas on my legs uh and they look like burns but they were infections and you know i don't know was it quote unquote eating the flesh away but the infections not only on the surface of the skin but also under the muscle of my thigh my left thigh and um my lower just above my kneecap on my right leg treatments for that were like a burn patient but also because of trying to fight the infection there were there were a lot of other things blood pressure went too high uh went blind for three hours that's probably when the issue with painkiller started too had because of the deep breathing and the pain you know what could they prescribe you painkillers and basically do do the aqua therapy debreed the wounds get whatever applied to them, flush under the muscle, which is was the real pain. Um, that was agonizing. And then uh, take your pain meds and pass out. Shane's treatment was an intensive debreeding of the infected area in which doctors placed a catheter underneath the thigh muscle and flushed out the infection with hydrotherapy. Soon after the infection in his legs, Shane suffered severe, debilitating migraines, forcing him in and out of the hospital over the course of a week. The cause of the migraines was never identified. Recent research, which was funded by a grant from IDF, suggests a possible connection between PI and neurological issues such as migraines, but such research is still very limited at the time of this recording. As you can easily imagine, it can be difficult to navigate the complications of such frequent infections at any age. But in Shane's case, he was doing so as a teenager, which comes with its own set of issues. Shane says that while he did have a supportive group of friends, for much of his life, he just didn't talk about his condition. It's funny, when, when I was 12, um, my parents had us in, in Catholic school for better education, and... Um, I had a group of friends because I was on the chemotherapy drugs and steroids at that time. Uh, my hair, instead of falling out, started getting really curly and I didn't like it. So 
I shaved my head and I had a group of friends do that and support. That felt really good. A lot of times I didn't ever explain to people what my disease was. You know, there's always fear of rejection. There's just, hey, I just want to live my life like a normal teenager, you know, normal kid and not have things wrong with me, which is another thing. Um, people in Shan's other parents would say, what is he doing here? He doesn't look sick. <laughs> so when you don't look sick, I just didn't advertise it to friends. You know, there there were very few people who, who knew I had a disease that was really affecting my life um, for a long time. Maybe there would have been some people that I should have explained it to. And, you know, there were a group of friends that understood. I was an active kid. I played baseball, you know, I played baseball till I was 17 years old. I played baseball with 102 fever because my mother would not let me stay home. Those guys I grew up with between those ages of 12 to 15 in the neighborhood that we played football on the block with, those guys understood I was sick. They didn't need to know specifically what it was, but they understood and they supported our family too. But then something truly unexpected happened. Shane's infections stopped. At the age of 16, he underwent a bone biopsy in his knee, which resulted in another scar, but no answers. After that, Shane speaks of having no infections at all between the ages of 16 and 25. In fact, he was able to carry on as though nothing had ever happened, as if nothing had ever been wrong with him. It was a pleasant change of pace, at least while it lasted. About the time I was 25, I started running fevers again. <laughs> and they were intense fevers. And by then, Joan and I were together, and we were... Um, we had gone on just a weekend holiday and I think I was breaking 105 on the, on the scale. I had never really apprised her as to how bad it could get. And, um, both her and my stepdaughter, unfortunately I got to see firsthand the, the results of infection in the lungs. The incident harrowing though it was led to a second lung biopsy with a new doctor, one who was able to finally put the pieces together. Shane was diagnosed with chronic granulomatosis disease, or CGD, at age 25. Unfortunately, a diagnosis is rarely the end of the battle. Despite having a clearer understanding of his body, Shane would continue to struggle with the effects of his condition, including severe pain and a reluctant dependence on opioids, which would eventually cause a different, yet equally critical, health issue. After years of thinking he was in constant pain and getting prescription painkillers to cope with it, Shane went to a different primary care physician in hopes of addressing a cause rather than an effect. This new doctor, however, had a second diagnosis in mind, one which Shane had not yet considered. It took me leaving a doctor who just kept prescribing me pills, thinking I was in pain, 
because I thought I was in pain. Took me leaving that doctor, going to another doctor, primary care, and his identifying that it's like, no, you're you're not in pain. Trust me on this. You have a rare disease. And, and people with these diseases, we, we have mental health issues, you know, because whatever reasons, the trauma, we, we didn't discuss it with psychologists. We, we didn't talk to people about it. We're prone to this. I accepted that. Um, he helped me get off opioids. He asked me, do you want to wean? And I said, no, because I just want it off. And uh, he, he started me on the road to better mental health by getting me on antidepressants. To Shane, this part of his story highlights the dire importance of mental health and self-care for everyone, but specifically individuals with PI. Now, Shane is on antidepressants, as well as bi-weekly acupuncture. Shane credits one more aspect of his life as having a positive impact on his mind. In 2017, Shane attended IDF's National PI Conference in Anaheim. There, for the first time in his life, he met other people with CGD. He heard stories like his from others and left with a fresh outlook and a renewed sense of hope for people with his condition, but also a lingering worry that he had been neglecting part of himself and others like him that really had a profound effect on my headspace. Um, everything from have I been neglecting the CGD community for all these years to why haven't I been more involved? Just there are questions I was asking myself after the event, even though I came back from the event just feeling, wow, I met all these new patients. That's so cool. But there's this tiny bit of guilt that was like, oh, have I been neglecting a duty all these years? That also helped get my head a little straighter coming back from that event. Knowing, you know, these kids are doing better. They have more accesses to maybe I did when I was a kid to people with the disease because there are more cases discovered. So, again, doing things with the IDF helps my mental health as much as anything else. How many people had you met prior to the conference with CGD? Maybe not many. Zero. To really understand Shane's story, you first have to understand his worldview. His journey has been one of learning to work with all the disparate parts of himself, of learning to reconcile conflicting emotions. Despite his calm, smiley demeanor, he credits a healthy relationship with anger specifically when he gets sick, as a kind of internal fuel to get him through whatever he's facing. Since the 2017 conference, Shane has become enthralled with scientific advancements that hold promise for CGD patients. While speaking with us, he excitedly recounted the story of a friend of his, also with CGD, who underwent a bone marrow transplant with profound success. We asked if he was eligible for a bone marrow transplant of his own, and his answer was enlightening. I'm not sick enough. I don't want to waste resources for some, you know, I'm not going to use resources where it can be used better. Let another patient that's younger than me with CGD 
let them have a bone marrow transplant. I never inquired about it. So that's why if the new technologies come up where it's, it's not so resource heavy, that's what I say, sign me up. I'd try that. <laughs> And so, at 54, Shane at last has an understanding of his own needs, part of which is hope for a healthy future for those like him. Whether it's the Marx Brothers or a hibiscus garden that he tends with gloves and a mask, Shane uses his superhuman ability to find something each day to smile about. Thank you for listening to Undiagnosed, an Immune Deficiency Foundation podcast. Your support of IDF helps to ensure that people like Shane get the advocacy, education, and community support they deserve. To donate, volunteer, or learn more about primary immunodeficiency, visit primaryimmune.org.